It's the old Doctor Who show, episode number 17, The Brain of Morbius. Go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. You couldn't control my mind before, and you certainly can't control it now. Would you like a jerry, Debbie? The TARDIS, when working properly, is capable of many amazing things. Because the polarity of the neutron flows, the TARDIS should be free of the force field. Well, the TARDIS is more than a machine. It's a genetic, it's like a person. Resulting reaction is fighting. Are you ready? All right. It's the old Doctor Who show. Hello, everyone. My name is Eric. And I'm Dan. Yep. We're here to review classic episodes of old Doctor Who for you. How are you, Dan? It's been... Uh... It's been three weeks. It's been another three our... weeks and uh, another classic episode of Doctor Who. Yeah, and um, I guess we should... I don't have... Do you have anything else to talk about other than Doctor Who? I just want to talk about the fact that you have not watched this season in the last episode as we're taping this aired last night. I yeah, have to watch I mean... it, but uh, I thought that last week's episode was the finale because it was that good. It could have been the end and it would have been fine. So I have a pleasant bonus episode to watch today. Um, okay, but you have not seen I it. Not I mean, I've been trying to avoid spoilers. Uh, spoilers. I, I, I sort of have an idea of what's happened. Even if you know what happened, it care. doesn't matter. Yeah. It's right. so well done, man. I've said this on the last couple of episodes, but this season, uh, not only do I like Capaldi better, uh, the choices making as a doctor, but the writing is so good. These stories are freaking great, and there's. A couple of new characters that are recurring through the season that are really good. It's just you gotta watch. I can't wait for you to be able to see it. Why do you um yeah, why do you like him more now? Have they softened him up? Is that sort of the It's not that he's necessarily soft I guess a little bit, yeah. I guess a little bit he is softer. He's still curmudgeonly and doesn't know how to deal with people, but they've made a joke out of it. I don't know if in the few episodes that you've seen <laughs> Clara's made him index cards. Where he had, yeah, yeah, I did see that. So they, in the they, first they do couple. that a couple of times, which is is kind of funny. Um, to really good effect in this last one. Um, so there's some of that, it's just there's more humor in it than there was. So not necessarily that it's softer because he's still kind of a jerk to people, but it's just funnier. And I never really found I, him that funny. I mean, like the you liked the Robin Hood episode from last season and thought it was really funny and whatever. I forget. I thought it was one joke the whole way through, and I hated it. So there's yeah, just I, things about this season, whether it's the writing or. Or a combination of everything. Or the glasses, the sunglasses, Sonic sunglasses. I still hate that. I still yeah. hate it. It's it feels like such a gimmick for the kids. But I guess that's what the show is too. Kids so kids like sunglasses. Kids love you know? sunglasses. Put sunglasses on the doctor, put him on a surfboard, <laughs> give him a guitar. They? they did, except for the surfboard. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's, it's, maybe it's in the finale. I didn't watch it yet. He goes uh, on a surfing safari. Um but otherwise, no, that's 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 been my jam i love i love love this season but uh other than that watching the jessica jones which is pretty amazing i heard i heard there's a new star wars film i don't know if you're aware of it familiar with the franchise god uh, uh, coffee star wars coffee mate really that's a thing <laughs> i'm not making that up I, like actually, i was in the I super i was like right now leave me alone like who wants a R2-D2. boba fett like everybody knows the movie's coming out you could have just taken that money um <laughs> And done anything else like it's it's everywhere. I bought all. You can't of them, escape it. And I'm saving them for 20 years, and I'm going to sell them. Now I, I assume that you're you're gonna you're excited, right? I am excited. Yeah, I want to see it. it. I think the last trailer was amazing. 
think it's gonna it looks really 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 good i'm not i don't have tickets for a first day i don't care about that at all i want to see it in the theater but i don't need to see it yeah i i have a feeling it's not yeah, I have a feeling it's not going to uh, close early. Yeah, you think uh, it's going to yeah, be around I think you're going to be able to see it. Yeah, uh, exactly. It's going to be ridiculous, the amount of money that that movie makes. But Yeah. and I, a whole it, other... I mean, are they... Yes, yeah, so obviously they're planning the, the, a trilogy, but have they actually started... Like, are they doing production all at once on all of them? Or are they... Uh, that I don't know, but it's even beyond a trilogy. Like, everything well, has right, to be a the... mega franchise. Yes. There's, like, the side movies as well. Side movies? I assume that they're all in some form of production or pre-production yeah. or something. Yeah. What else? There's, is there's J- Red... There's JJ... Red, Red Squad or Squad Red Square? Red Square? Red Square? Squad, yeah, Red Square. Squad Leader? Oh, no. Uh, red uh, squares. Red, red squares one. Red Sonya. Red squares one. Yeah. Red uh, some uh, X-wing pilot. Right. Thing. Red Sonya. It's Red uh, Sonya. It's Brigitte Nielsen. Um, <laughs> it's Brigitte. Brigitte Nielsen yep. uh, and Neil Sedaka. I don't know. And Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it, it's cool. I mean, I, I can't wait to see it. I'm I'm uh, I'm pretty pretty excited. Are you gonna take it. the kids? Yes, that's another thing. It's like gonna be the first time that I get to take my daughter, at least my oldest. Do they like the other six or any of the? Other- yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, we, we I, they haven't seen uh, the prequels. Oh, good for so you. So they, um, good for yeah, you. So, well, I mean, ignore not- them. Just right. Don't tell them about them when kids on the playground start mentioning it you're like my yeah. daddy said there's no such thing when when they were younger we showed them star wars and they were like bored oh like they just couldn't get into it and i think they were probably too young um but once now that they're older we've rewatched them and they're all like star wars nuts Yay. Um, my like uh my middle uh daughter dressed up like princess leia oh, right. for for halloween and everything so they're like photos. yeah they're they're full in the only my only reservation is um my middle daughters may be too young. Like it's PG thirteen, so I don't yeah. know if that it's it's just for space violence. I'm guessing. Right. Um, so I don't know. So I, we may see it's, it. Actually, with... from what I've read, it's a lot of surprising nudity. You would not. Okay. Expect. Well, that's what. That's actually what I was hoping. <laughs> that's, that's actually what hey, I was hoping. You for, saw what, little... the, what Carrie Fisher said. <laughs> she had to lose weight for the role. They demanded it, and we know why. It's just a mm. lot of Carrie Fisher breasts. Yeah. So I may end up seeing it once uh and just seeing if it's okay and then taking yeah because we'll probably see it more than once i mean who's who are we kidding yeah you're an american but uh yeah star wars so let's talk about doctor who all right there was a a, a bit of a issue yeah. with this particular episode because i and it's my fault i should have vetted these episodes better on the schedule i thought fair. it was on hulu that's not fair I it was because on hulu. these things change I, it very well could have been when we put this thing together but almost right. six months, a year ago, whatever it is, the, yeah. yeah, they've they've shifted the licenses around. Netflix had some, now they don't. In certain right. cases, so yeah, who knows? So, so for whatever reason, and anybody listening that's to listening to this, this podcast, the future, maybe it's already beamed into <laughs> right. your brain it's directly. All, yeah, we're all uh, we're all dead. What? Yeah, we're all dead. We're all branded uh, when they start putting Star Wars logos on our babies' heads. It's just right after, right as you come out. You get a sign, and you're like, "I got a Boba Fett." And you're like, oh, "I got a you know Snaggletooth." And um, so anyway, if you are listening to this and you tried to find it on Hulu, you would have seen it's not on Hulu. It's not on um, Netflix, Amazon Prime, or Netflix yeah. or anything. And I don't even think it's on iTunes for purchase. Nope. Right? I look right. There so as well. I yeah, I ended up ordering the DVD, and I'm glad I did because I 
you know, we'll get to it when we Director's actually commentary. do the, the episode. Tigers just get to the episode, I guess. Right? There's, like, the extras and stuff on the DVD are great. Oh, cool. So I have no reservations. It was, like, $12 or whatever on Amazon, and I do not have no regrets. No regrets. No regrets. So let's just get into the episode, because otherwise I'm just going to be talking about uh, the DVD of the story instead can of just you, talking can about you the story. show me the DVD? I just want to see what it looks like. I don't have it oh, here, Dan. Man. All right, let's take a break. Bring, Hold on. Bring out you the want DVD. me to? I can, I can go grab it, and that would do uh, numbers numbers that'll do numbers for our, our listeners yep. all like right people just with with an abacus like for some reason i'm just gonna run this joke down that wasn't a joke all right hit the button get us out of here a wasted journey well thank you ladies that's really all i called about you have been condemned to die oh, i'm not going through all that again if i wanted to steal from you would i come in through the front door then why did you come to if not to steal. I can't answer that question, Marin, until I know what Solon intends. But I have a feeling something incredibly evil is brewing. Nothing happens on Khan without our knowledge. A Time Lord could live on Khan without your knowledge. What you place th- a barrier around his mind. What are you suggesting? Morbius was a Time Lord. Oh, that name again. I tell you, I saw his execution. I saw his body placed in the dispersal chamber. Nothing of Morbius, not the smallest atom, still exists. Was Solon living on Khan at the time? I believe so. There were many on Khan then. They came from all across the galaxy to attend the trial of Morbius. A war criminal. A ruthless dictator, but with millions of fanatical followers and admirers. With wrath and mercenaries. The army he brought to Khan was the scum of the galaxy. He promised them the elixir of life and immortality. Morbius betrayed our secret. Until then, only the Time Lords knew of the elixir. Now we have to remain constantly on guard against the entire cosmos. All right, so it's the uh, Brain of Morbius Day in 1976. This is the fifth story in the 13th season, written by Robin Bland, uh, but again, pseudonym. This is not a uh, the writer. This was actually written by Terrence Dix and then rewritten by Robert Holmes uh, because of budget reasons for the original Terrence Dix story. Then Terrence Dix went on vacation and was like, you can't, you know, didn't have a phone, had no way of contacting them. So they, when they were like, you know, we can't shoot this script... They couldn't find Terrence Dix, so then Robert Holmes ended up changing parts and re- redoing it. Mm-hmm. Terrence Dix got back, and he was super pissed. And he was like, take my name off that. And he said, like, you know, and this was in the, I mentioned the DVD before. There's, like, a great making of documentary okay. about the making of this episode. And he was like, just give me some dumb, bland name, which is why it's Robin Bland is the the writer. Uh, directed by Christopher Barry. Uh Synopsis, uh, the Doctor and Sarah are forced to land on Karn by unknown forces. However, the Doctor assumes that the Time Lords have sent him there to do their bidding. On the planet, we've got a mad scientist, physician, and his, his manservant, Kondo, uh, who is b- busy collecting body parts in the hopes of using this cobbled-together body as a host for the uh, brain of Morbius, a notorious Time Lord war criminal. The doctor, whose head is exactly what the physician requires, because if you're going to look for a head, you need a head, you're going to take a Tom Baker head. I mean, that's just, that goes without saying. 
Uh, Doctor's got to figure out a a way to stop Morbius from rising from the dead, and if that's not enough, there's a group of witches called the Sisterhood of Karn who think or have convinced themselves that the Doctor and Sour are are there to steal their nearly depleted immortality granted, granting elixir of life. And that's uh, the story. Hmm. What'd you think of this one, Dan? I liked it. Oh, a little hesitation yeah, on that. Yeah, a little bit of hesitation. Um, no, overall, overall, I did actually like it. I think there were there were a lot of interesting ideas in there. Um, I think the actor who plays the uh, Solon played the uh, the Doctor. The yeah, the Shakespeare. The, the Shakespeare. Is yeah, Shakespeare yeah. I mean, he's, he's got amazing hair, so that was good. <laughs> and who looked like he was building like the uh, bust of Morbius. Just looked like at any minute I thought he was going to break into Hello by Lionel Richie as he, <laughs> as he was piecing together what he imagined uh, Morbius looked like. Um, I mean, he, he was pretty great. Uh, no, overall, I don't yeah, know. I don't a- know why, acting is very solid. You know, I don't know why I have such hesitation with it. Um, I think it was actually a very good episode. Um, it was, I, was, I loved the mood and the atmosphere yeah. and the smoke. You know the the planet. There was a they when the Doctor and Sarah arrive. It's raining like it's very gothic horror. You got a castle. Yeah. You obviously have the Frankenstein thing. Yeah, down to Igor and everything else. So I loved the mood of the whole piece and the music. I thought was yeah. was fitting. Yeah, um, I I liked the uh, bringing in of the, the sisterhood of uh, traveling pants. That's not yeah right. the sister uh, the sisterhood of Karn. Yeah, that was really cool because I have only seen them from the new episodes of who they've made appearances before um we see the war doctor uh we see them again in this season um when the doctor goes hiding uh from the universe see, I, so there's i didn't even i didn't even pick up on that like i don't remember that no. now i do now that you brought yeah, that yeah. up but the war doctor uh so just for people that don't build up don't quite remember there was a little uh you know before all the episodes in the current incarnation of who they tend to do like a little one to three minute pre-episode that they'll drop um in one of those we see the eighth doctor for the first time coming back uh oh god actor's name mm, eighth doctor guy anyway from oh, 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 oh yeah um paul um mcgann mcgann right yeah so from from the movie which i've still never seen i need i've I never need to seen buy it, it either I just need to buy it. anyway so we see him um on karn with uh with the head of the sisterhood um he's dying they give him uh an elixir that will allow him to choose his uh personality chooses his next incarnation which is a thing that mm-hmm. obviously doctors can't normally do so this is why he knows that he needs to choose this war doctor which is uh what happens there so that's the first time i had ever seen the sisterhood um i didn't actually at the time realize that there was a i figured there must have been some mythology behind this that was established previously but i didn't know what right. any of it was so it's it's cool to see that come back it, again. it's very cool it's very dune like uh yeah with the bene Gesserit sisterhoods yeah, yeah, yeah. and the the water of life or the elixir of life yeah. like it's all the, the um, giant very worms. connected yeah you got a planet that's far away but it's got this spice on it that that everyone's seeking. They talk about other people coming. It's a lot like Dune, Dad. Don't don't give me that look. It's no, no, no. They kept pretty much him. everything. Yeah, and we all have heart plugs. Yep. They kept calling him Wadib, um, which was they did. I don't know why. That was a that was a weird. That was actually me peeking through the windows, and I was like, "Isn't it like?" Yeah. So, what did you think of this episode? Uh, I really like this episode for yeah for all those uh, reasons that I mentioned, as far as the mood yeah. and the atmosphere. 
and I just want to make sure that I didn't accidentally mute my mic. Um, the smoke, the effects, just the 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 whole thing. The fact that it opens with this like crash landing of this terrible looking insect man coming out and getting murdered by like a weird uh, meth-addled metalhead <laughs> guy with a bowl cut. Chopped... I think he might have yeah. been Amish. He's sure. got to- he's got a lot of style. That guy. I thought Sarah Jane was amazing in this episode. Like that one in the very beginning. Super like resourceful, first, so resourceful yeah, the, in this episode. The first episode, though, when she re- when she says pardon, like when she's asking that, she's like, "Oh, doctor, what is this?" And he's like, "It's a crashed whatever." And he, she's like, "Pardon." She's super weird. Even at the point where she gets blinded, yeah. she's still sort of acting uh, quirky and and. Uh, funny lots of bleeps and twirls and she's doing all sorts of weird stuff wait just the wind and the fog and everything bleep, wait, bleeps and twirls bleeps and twirls was I think there's some, and a twirls? few wasn't she bleeping and I, twirl? I, I have that in my notes i put she's doing all sorts of bleeps and twirls <laughs> i have to yeah I, 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 gotta, I was telling you before we started recording this i i didn't get the dvd so i had to watch it elsewhere and i think bits were missing so i didn't i missed, okay, so I missed you, the extended bleeping and twirling segment i guess yeah that's one of the solid like, five like, minutes of there's Sarah 20 Jane. minutes of just her bleeping and twirling okay the the other thing that i thought uh it bringing it to the new series like it, it reminded me a little bit of the neil gaiman story uh, oh, as yeah. far as that like weird planet that they're on where they have mm-hmm. sort of all these sort of interconnected things from different worlds all sort of hobbled together. Yeah. Um, yeah. I loved like, uh, oh, the- again, like the sisterhood thing and, and the fact that they they made reference to John Pertwee. I thought that was a funny scene yeah. where where uh, the doctor talks about He's his previous, a gray model for the hair. Bodies. Yeah, yeah. But then Sarah, says, Sarah I said, I quite liked it. I quite liked the. Uh, right. That was real. Yeah. I liked that a that lot. That was nice. I'm a and sucker then the- for that, though. But yeah, and there was like lots of really funny moments. Like, I just love like a good gag. Like when yeah. it's pouring rain, and he's like, "Can I have a glass of water?" Or like, yeah. that's the first thing that, that that the doctor said. Right. Yeah. So, so the, uh, the I love the sisterhoods too. Like, and the actresses. Like, it felt like a weird Manson cult thing. Like, just like the actresses that they brought in. Like, they maybe weren't even sure that they were shooting. Uh, Doctor Who, like they thought maybe there'd be weed or something. <laughs> like, there's a scene when they're all chanting and they're chanting, um, it's something like fire or yeah, I wrote it down. Do you know flame, what I'm talking about? Divine flame or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which I think they recorded and just looped because it's like the same. It's like oh, over and over and over and over. Yeah. And, over and, over. and they're like one of you. You watch like each of the extras, like they're shaking their hands weird, and one's looking at her hands instead of a, yes. a TARDIS where there's where it's supposed to be yes. materializing. And and obviously that there's no TARDIS there. They're one was adding completely that in. out of sync with the rest of them. <laughs> Other times they had so... they had road flares that they were using and walking yeah, around, it's... but only a couple of them were like... lit. The rest weren't. Yeah, it was... the rest were. It's like everybody got sparklers let's just just get this done we gotta wrap but like and also the story i thought was was really tight i mean it's very for you you already mentioned you saw sort of an edited version um but even with the full version of the four stories everything sort of uh moved well and it 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 had great sort of uh um cliffhangers at the end of each Mm -hmm. episode now with the version you watched are those it, they're it's still not in obvious there? to me. I mean, it's I, not I wouldn't know okay. where the cliffhangers were. Um, gotcha. Yeah. So I don't. Uh, I don't recommend that. I would recommend trying to see the full thing. It wasn't bad. I mean, I, I don't feel like I missed a whole lot. But again, I don't really. Yeah. I don't know what I. Would I have missed. a question. I have a question for you, Dan. Please. Um, was the doctor, and by the doctor, I mean the uh, scientist Solon. Solon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was he from Earth? Yeah, that's a really good question because he 
the the doctor I, does make reference to knowing who he was and that he was famous and well yes. beyond well past Sarah's when. Yes, yeah, that that was the But he the, doesn't necessarily say Earth. Right. But he uh Solon does when he sees Sarah and the doctor mistakenly says humans. He's he's excited they're humans. Right. So possibly? I, I Yeah. He does say humanoid though, I think so it could sort no, of be I think he said humans when he first sees them. Okay. Um, but I know at some point he does say sure. humanoid, so I don't yeah, know if So so he may he may be human but not from Earth. I mean, maybe in the he, future. But he's from this, Shakespeare's time. But he's from Shakespeare's also. time. Right. <laughs> right. Well, that was you probably missed the scene, the key pivotal scene of the bleeps and twirls. Yep. <laughs> was I immediately following that, had, that explains his origin yes, backstory? It had established all of that. Yeah. Um, he's been traveling with the Globe Theater. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was cool that, again, like, they had the three factions you sort of have. The Doctor being attacked from both sides, too, with the, the Sisterhood mm-hmm. and Igor. Now, the original story, you do you know what no. the original story should have been? It's much better. Like, once I heard, like, what the uh, original story was going to be, I was like, oh, I wish that they had the budget. It makes a lot more sense. So, originally, the um, Morbius was going to be in a spaceship, and he's running from the Time Lords, and he's got a robot servant that takes care of him. Okay. The ship crashes. And Morbius is mangled, his body is nearly destroyed, but his brain's still alive. Yeah. So his robot servant doesn't know what to do, so it starts going around and finding random body parts to build the body for its master. That's a little bit that, uh it's a little bit girl in the fireplace, which is kind of awesome. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that yeah. ship tries to find parts to replace the yeah, yes. Pompadour. And it makes so much more sense because when you I watch this episode, the uh Solon's supposed to be this great surgeon and you see his work and you're like you're a disaster why did you give that uh, body a giant crab, crab claw, claw hand and where'd you but find then you, a giant you know what you know what the crab claw hand pays for itself in a few minutes like by the end the crab claw hand is knocking people out the doctor keeps getting his head caught oh in it God. like he, it's being used it's a very efficient like i had in my notes i was like what an idiot this crap and then i was like you know what Crab claw hands. So, that's why everyone. That's why he gets paid the big bucks. And, um, you know, but I don't understand what his motivation is, other than people will remember that I created the guy that's going to rule the galaxy. That's your motivation. Like that seems <laughs> well, so weird and so tenuous to be like, I can prove that I can create the super leader of the universe. No one's going to remember you. This guy's going to be the leader, yeah. and you're going to be dead as soon as he's back in his body. It's, but it's they do it. Weird. Yeah, they do establish that Morbius is a cult leader, and there's people that religiously follow him, and this physician fell into that. But we never see any other reference of that, because that's when I think you were—maybe they were led to believe, or they, I just kind of assumed when we first saw the sisterhood, it was like, oh, this is the cult of Morbius, but it's not at all related It's not, no, they, they, they actually are—they're the enemies of Morbius. Yeah. No, they did. See, maybe you got a lot of oh, stuff cut I... out. So what happens is uh, Morbius— is a time lord. Yeah. And he goes off the rails. Yeah. Uh, and then he betrays the sisterhood because he wants all of the elixir yep. to himself. Yep. So he rounds up an army of his followers and they come and they have this big sort of war. And then the, the time lords uh, defeat him or whatever and put him on trial. And he's on trial on Karn and the sisterhood's there and they watch him get killed. But we never see Among- any of that, though. This you don't explained. see it, but they okay. talk. Yeah, yeah. They talk. Right. It's all exposition. Yeah, and they talk about how the physician was with Morbius when he was alive or whatever, and he was on the planet because she says, like, oh, back then there were a lot of people on the planet. Okay. Um, 
So that whole, you know, you get the idea that he was he was already had been turned by Morbius and he's already following him. And then his leader dies. So he's going to build his new body yeah. to pl- to please Morbius as well as his own ego for being the physician that can do all these wonderful things. Yeah, to me, it seems like it was entirely ego, but it seemed like it wasn't really thought out all that well. I don't know. It just didn't no. really hang. That's the only thing that really didn't hang together for me. It was just seemed really weak. And maybe that's just a, a byproduct of him having to rewrite and. Right, it's and that that was the other thing is Terrence Dix got back and he was like, "What is this? Like you changed every like this yeah. is now a Frankenstein monster story that he didn't necessarily want." And, I really like that um, idea, the original idea. That's yeah, it's a shame that that, awesome. and it makes it makes so much more sense for the body to look the way it does and and everything yeah. else, and not just like this guy's just a terrible. He's just a terrible physician. Yeah, he's just not very good well, at, at right. his job. <laughs> well, look what he has to work with. Um, he's, he's like, he's like, just, someone called somebody chicken brained at one point, and I thought that was like a high. Hmm. See, you're not getting all these wonderful things, and I would 100 percent party with those sisters. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> that was like if I could just, if that was just where I ended up, and it would be fantastic. Um, what did you think of the creature design of Morbius? I for, uh, for me at first, it's cool. I mean, it's, at first it just yeah. looked really like uh, Sarah is the one that discovers and pulls back this netting around a bed when she sees some twitching right. and it kind of sits up without a head and is twitching its claws. And you're like, eh, all right, I guess that kind of looks all right. But the final product, when they put it all together and have the brain in a big uh, fishbowl on top or the big eye stalks. Yeah. I found it charming. I it's cool. loved it. It's, it's very so, much like it's so, uh, it's so classic Dr. Who it's, it's one of those, like if someone who doesn't really know who, but kind of understands what the classic who is about and saw that costume, like, Oh yeah, I get it. This oh yeah, that, that is, yeah, is... it's very much like forbidden planet. Yeah. Uh, you know, like it's the, Robbie the robot whole... sort of thing going on, but yeah, yeah with giant pincher claw. Um, <laughs> when, when Morbius's brain slips out of the jar and lands on the floor, did <laughs> I found that to be one of the funniest moments in the entire thing. It was just such a bizarre thing to have happen. Like, yeah, it's, it's so, it was just. It felt like they were trying to figure out what to do on the set while they were shooting. And cameras were rolling. Okay, just have Kondo bump into the table and it'll fall on the floor. Like that's <laughs> right, what happened. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was ridiculous. He picks it there's up. A, there's basically just wants to rub the like clean off the brain so he can shove it back into. It just seemed really dumb. It's great, and I I love to the uh, dumb in when, a good way. Sorry, dumb but like, when awesome. uh, yeah when the when the physician doctor, uh, Solon or whatever shows up like at the sisterhood house is just like that weird scene of you know they're selling something and this guy's showing up and he just wants the, the severed head yeah like he's, he's trying to be cool it's like oh it's cool man it's just, just if you have a head, head like i could really yeah i could you really just head. really use a head you're gonna you use that you cool. i i actually love that scene that was crazy pretty. head collecting junkie yeah it was um although we awesome. i knew i was in for an interesting time as soon as the doctor comes in and he takes his hat off and <laughs> Solon's eyes just get real big and just, like that's that's a whole lot of acting happening there. <laughs> what a yeah. head! That whole uh, dinner Ooh. scene is great. Uh, the doctor gets drunk. I guess that yeah, was the thing. So He's drinking that the, wine. About Sarah, that was so great. She realized something was up right away, mm-hmm. and uh, she decided to ditch the wine um, without Solon or even the doctor noticing. I don't know how she knew that, but she just, that intuition that something's not right here. And, or right. maybe she just decided, I don't want to get drunk. I want to keep my wits about me, that sort of thing, yeah. which totally paid off. It was hilarious, though. The doctor passes out after drinking the wine. I'm guessing, you know, it was spiked or whatever. 
And then Sarah immediately just like, oh, I guess I have to too. And just like, right, right, right. Like, she's, she's like, I'm yeah. awake. Oh, I'm asleep. It was a little over the top. But, um, and it's another, right after that, another moment that happens so often in, in these episodes of Solon tells Kondo, oh, I don't care about the girl, just kill her. And Kondo's literally a second away from stabbing a knife in her. And he calls him back to go help him with the, just let him finish the, the thought. Yeah, there's the girl so would many. Have been dead. And none of this shit would have happened. There are so many bad decisions. Like, the doctor finally gets uh, the physician to, um, you know, take the brain out or whatever. He's mm-hmm. like, you, I mean, he takes him back. He's like, you're going to take that brain out and end this guy's life. Oh, by the way, I'm going to leave you in this room alone so you can. It's like, what? Yeah. That is a terrible idea. Here, I mean, they even hold this loaded gun com- for me. Just hold this right. loaded gun. I'm going to be right back. I'm going to turn my back, but just, just hang on to this for a second. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a bunch of the, and that's right. that's just an artifact of of crappy writing or rewrites. There's like, a there's, lot that of happens like, a lot. Right. There's a lot of very strange decisions the doctor makes too with like when he sees Morbius in this uh, uh Frankenstein bo- uh, monster body with the giant claw and everything. He goes to shake his hand. That didn't make any <laughs> sense. No, and no then he gets his, he's gonna try he gets to clocked him. right like, with the giant. Yeah, I mean, does it, it makes does a not make any The doctor sense. is very much like, I'm going to do the thing that's not expected. I'm not going to run from the guy. I'm going to go try to whatever right. and immediately punched or whatever it was. Claw. Yeah. I like when he first meets him, too. He's like, all right, I got some bad news. Your brain may have gotten damaged <laughs> during this time. and it's going to But on the plus side, giant claw. Yeah. But then also, so the guy's got a giant claw. And in order to and not... he's got Kondo's yeah. arm. Don't yeah. forget about that. It, uh, poor Kondo. Oh, All the guy Kondo. wants is his arm. arm. Yeah, he Did... just wants arm and maybe somebody to trim his eyebrows. Like, there's two... Well, that's why he needs the arm. Of... He, he's, yeah. he's left-handed. You're right. So he couldn't yep. get in there. And... It's hard to do hard with to do. just one hand. Especially in a mirror. Um, Did Solon take he, Kondo's he arm hugged. in order to keep him there? Or... Well, here's another thing. As the... Like, was that... Yes... Yes, I, I he think was keeping there as a promise. I'll give you your arm back. Like I will put the arm on him. But does that mean that Solon actually took it off of him in order to keep him there, or was Kondo was found in a crash and the arm came off? He's like, I can put it on, but it, like, I think how it's evil open. Is this guy? It he took it off <sighs> because they, they, he mentions when he's telling that he's recounting that story yeah. to Sarah. He says, "I found him in a crash. I had to cut his arm off. It was, was the only way to or, yeah." Amp- so I think that's what he told I Kondo. Think that's what I he had was to telling them, but I think he was doing. But I think he really did. I think he found the body. He cut the arm off and said, "If you want the arm, yeah, back, okay, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm do in what, agreement. Do what I'm he, saying. He didn't yeah. do it. He didn't amputate it to save Kondo. He took it because but, I need okay, a part he, for the body. Okay. But let's stop right there and examine this situation. They establish Kondo is looking under the table for his arm. He's anytime he gets a moment to himself, he's looking in a cabinet, and the guy's like, "Stop looking for your arm." There's a weird body full of parts, like right I'm four feet away from you with lab. a blanket. Oh, he, he can't look under the blanket. Is he not allowed in the lab or something? He no, assists no, he in the lab. Assistant. <laughs> Just he <laughs> never was curious. He when you're looking for an arm, you're gonna look in the obvious right. places, like under yeah. tables, in right. cabinets, not in or science you, labs. Yeah. No, that's you. Uh, uh, he's not bright. No. I mean, we've established that he likes uh, big heart, Sarah. Big and that's heart. about. He does have a big heart. I like how the uh, monster also hugs Sauron. Hugs him to, and passes to him out. Like, it's like he just – he loves him too hard. Too I think that was uh, too much love going on yeah. there. Well, okay. So uh, there is a – Oh, final... and then and then how did Igor – or Igor uh, – Solon? What's his name? Kondo? So, uh, no. Kondo. Uh, 
condo. Mm. He took five bullets to the chest, like he's Tupac or something, and he gets right. He gets right back up, too and he adds it. Adds it is it's probably too. Well, no, that, at that point, Tupac didn't die. I'm not talking about the death bullets. I'm talking about the five he took, oh, cool. and then came out and right, started, right. you know, recording things, and you know, uh, yeah, I'm not insensitive. I'm also a big fan of uh, you know '90s. Uh, but anyway, anyway, where, where, where was what was I talking about? You're talking about Condo taking no, five to the chest. Nine eleven. Nine eleven. But anyway, he takes he takes bullets to the chest, and then he's fine. Like they they never he well, just gets up and then he's fine. Helped. He's he struggles and yeah he he does, but he doesn't he. Does he? How does he die? I don't remember I don't what what happens die. to him. Doesn't he get married at the end? He does. He that was married. the whole thing. And then his kids are really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the ones that messed up. He's got to go back. No, to but the seriously, no, seriously, I don't. Remember, I, don't him, I don't remember him. I remember him getting up in the hallway, yeah, and, and he then he saves Sarah, yeah, right? Yep. Yeah. But then I don't know. Eh, whatever. Anyway, more importantly, um, though, more importantly, we have yeah, a crazy getting... weird scene with the Doctor and Morbius and mind bending. Yes. Yeah, what? They have, that, <laughs> they have what? that whole apparatus set up already just there. in case and the, you wanted to mind bend. The do- <laughs> that the was weird. In the lab, Brain- so we already have the equipment. Brain the, wrestling. The, the, yeah. The, yeah. The equipment's already here. Already set up. Just put your noggin against the side. And it also establishes a very weird situation where the doctor can die in a way that he can't regenerate. So he has to take the – they give him the elixir. Is that actually clear? Did, they Well, kind of. And and they make a point of saying when they're describing what the elixir is or, – or rather the doctor is sort of um, talking to the sisterhood and sort of saying, you're doing it all wrong. You guys are taking this whole thing. He's got that great speech about how – Death is the price of progress, yeah. I think, was, yeah, was the quote. Right. And he's saying, basically, you guys keep using it. And she's like, well, Time Lords use it. And he says, we only use it when, I think, when a regeneration is not possible. Or yes. They say something right. like, so there is a situation where the body can't regenerate, and so they can kick it into... Well, we know that you know, anyway. Whatever. I mean, there are there are times during the regeneration process, like if, if, a, doc, if a Time Lord is dying and starts going through the... Uh, meta something crisis anyway starts uh starts changing and then gets injured again it is possible i mean we saw that in the the sixth season of the current who with uh right. impossible astronaut etc um <clears throat> and it's been made reference to before but i didn't know necessarily i guess that makes sense that's why they established all that but they've tried man whatever yeah i'll go with well, that. that i'll go with that wh- Just, my, my thinking was they don't explicitly say that it was it to keep him in this body instead of regenerating you know that sort of thing but whatever yeah i got the impression that he would have been just been dead and that would have that been... makes a lot more sense right yeah um but keeping with that scene how weird was it when you start seeing the different faces of the doctor yeah and then it goes beyond hartnell and to these other people okay. who i who I learned are crew members. Right. Uh, in the documentary, it said they would just... But is that supposed to be... So I was doing a little reading about this as well. Um, apparently, that was super controversial um, at the time. So, yeah. So we... They're mind-bending. Um, and then in between them, you see flashes of previous doctors. Uh, right. Four, three, two, Old one. And then you see some other faces. Tinder profiles. <laughs> Keep swiping left, swiping right. Do you swipe left or right? I don't... Anyway, so what has 
come out of this, I believe, um, the way that it's been reconciled. No, the first Doctor that we've seen, Hartnell, is the first incarnation of this Doctor. There is no previous earlier ones. Those other faces are the other incarnations of Morbius. We're, see- okay, we're that, seeing that's... other Time Lords back and forth. That's all it is. Yes, that's what I came away with, and too. And that keeps but the then, continuity. That's fine. Yeah. Watching the, docu- uh, the, the documentary I mentioned, they were like, oh, no, this was going to be previous you know, what happened before Hartnell. Right. These are the faces before Hartnell. I think so, since yeah. then it's just been established, and I guess I was just doing some reading, it, it comes across in some other uh, forms, I think in one of the novelizations or whatever, the things that are still considered canon, um, that this is right. this is how it happened. Uh, yeah, Hartnell is the first one. I I, I think I misheard this, okay. uh, but I remember when the Doctor and Sarah are locked in, I guess, is it the operating room or whatever? Or they're locked in, like, a back room, and they they create this, like... The cyanide uh, gas. Cyanide gas to go through. I think he said this room was built with the Scott Bayo principle. Yeah, that's right. Is that... Okay. Yeah, yeah, because it's about about a college student who takes care of a family. Who's in charge. Yeah, he takes care of a family um, at Rutgers. Yep. I I thought that was fine. Uh, Funny fact, uh, when I went to Rutgers, I lived across the street from the houses that were used as the exterior shots for uh, some of Charles in Charge. I did not know that that took place in New yeah, Jersey, Dan. The show took place, as we all know, took place at Rutgers. Anyway, so um, the Scott Bayo principle. Thank you. For oh, that. wait. I, I, I just figured out, too, to, to do a callback to what we said earlier. I have it in my notes. Tupac fights Morbius, and you guessed it, Crab Claw. So I think what that means is Igor does fight Morbius, and Mor- or Morbius kills Igor. Or kills, uh, I keep calling him Eager, Condor, yeah. or whatever his name is. Is his name really Condor? It is. No, it's Condo. <laughs> yeah, Condo. Okay. Sure. Whatever. Um, Just as ridiculous. Yeah. So, Doesn't matter. I think we pretty much covered everything. I love, yeah. again, the sisterhood I thought was really cool. And I like, you mentioned they're in the new yep, season? Yep, they're in, they're in the, the current, current season. season. They're in the All right, so I just season. haven't seen them yet. Yeah, that's right. Uh, some crazy shit goes down, and, uh, yep. So he he does see one of the sisters. I think it may actually be the same actress that was playing the head of the sisterhood that he sees in that little pre-episode uh, gotcha. with the eighth, eighth Doctor. Yeah, and they're very cool. And it was also a nice little, uh, you know, the Doctor representing sort of science mm-hmm. uh, versus mysticism. Like when he's explaining, like, oh, this is not magic, this flame. This is, you know, yeah. there's something blocking it. And he, does, he pulls, like, a sparkler out of his hair. Firecracker. He just does it with a Fire, regular yeah. old firecracker. Which is great, right. and then he gives right. uh, he gives the remaining sisters uh, extra firecrackers in case it happens yes. again. Is this some? Right. Is they're this reading some the paper Lord on reading? it. Is this a Time Lord yeah. spell? On it? it was like flash the blue paper or something. Was the yeah? What, what, what was a, written on there? Yeah, light the blue paper and stand back. Um, yes. Whenever yes. the TARDIS dematerializes at the end of this episode, does it explode? Mm-hmm. It wasn't. The, I don't think so. I know it doesn't actually. It just dematerializes like normal, but the the effect was different. It wasn't. The, okay. It wasn't the womp 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 fade in fade out that it normally does. It yeah, was more it, of like it, a. Yeah, and you're wondering like, did he just blow them all up with I, the firecracker? With the firecracker. Like, did they just one of them's now like fingerless, and she's like, I will never forget you. Yeah. Um, but to go to to go back like so the sisterhood and again religion not understanding science and they burn him at the stake like there's that whole imagery thing. Was that a necessary but, thing to happen though? Like, it seems like they needed a sacrifice in order for the flame, because then the... No, maybe it doesn't. So so they were going to sacrifice the Doctor. Their their flame was, was going down, which meant that, it, yes. that they weren't producing the elixir that they normally would. They take the elixir on a regular basis in order to live forever. Nothing ever right. changes. And they're out. They were running out of it. 
Um, they so thought it's like it was Zardos. A time, they thought it was yeah. a Time Lord plot. So I missed something there. No, I just said Zardos because in that there's the the wealthy elite have created immortality and they never die, and so they get bored after doing it for. It's it's not important. <laughs> Thank you for that. I'm so, just willing to talk about Zardos <laughs> at any moment. So go on. I'm sorry. Um, so that, so all that happens. So they think it's a Time Lord plot. They they want to take the elixir for themselves. Blah blah blah. And they're going to sacrifice the Doctor in order to bring their flame back. Okay, so we know that that's not the reason that's not actually going to do anything. But then at the end, the head sister gives the Doctor her portion portion of the elixir, which means that she doesn't have it. She's going to die, so she sacrifices yes. herself. But then she goes a step further and jumps into the flame. Like, she was sitting there doing, like, a yogi yeah. pose in the flame as... I well I don't okay know so why to back to back up like I thought they were burning him at the stake as punishment because they still believed that he was he had you know violated their space and I whatever. thought it was a sacrifice in order to return they thought it would bring the flame back okay and th- that could be the I, case I don't I, know though that's what yeah. I thought they were doing the end when she sacrifices herself is because they had that talk about uh, progress yeah. and death. Well, so that was her she, rational. She was like, maybe he's right about that. So she's yes. She's so I need okay with it. So yeah, but she but she have, needed to die for the other uh, woman to become the new leader. Okay. Like her time was up. She had been living for hundreds of years, centuries, sure. and she was. But she done. would have died had she not continued to take the elixir. She just would have died of old age. She would have just died. I it don't would have been boring and I not guess dramatic. So, yeah. so that's that's why she jumped. She's like, guys, I don't save your food. I'm gonna die yeah. anyway. Doesn't matter. I'm just gonna jump into this fire right now. I, so yeah, that that and which was, was also uh, a really really horrible effect of her. She was there, great, like the, sitting there the actress. That, oh yeah, the actress was yeah. great. But the her actress sitting was there really in good. that flame in like a little uh, it, the like, ghost really face. Really <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> it right, really it was bad. like little Obi Wan Kenobi sitting like, on. There's no that. way yeah. she could have fit in there. It's like they put her inside like a little candle. Like I don't know how she anyway. Speaking of the fire, uh, this was also in the documentary. Tom Baker was almost burned. Like he, Oops. while they were shooting that scene, like the flames weren't being controlled, and they yeah, started they getting huge, closer by to the her. Way. Yeah, yeah. And so she, the actress, was talking about this scene, and she was like, "Tom, jump!" And he was like, "What?" He's like, "Jump!" So he had to jump out, and they had to like, you know, oh my, put the fire God. out. So it it almost got uh, out of control. Wow, something to to think about. And then Morbius. For his whole build-up, he just sort of falls off a mountain, right? That's yeah. sort of the end of him. He, his death was not well, quite... Well, they just, they just carried the Frankenstein thing to the yeah. end. And that was... Exactly. You didn't need to do that. Yeah, it was no. it was dumb. I think... I mean, are there other references to Morbius? <clears throat> in... I was going to ask you, have we seen Morbius in the new series? N- no. The only other Time Lord that we really see, other than the Council during the Time War and all that, um, is the Master in his various incarnations. So I've I've never seen another Morbius, but it seems like a really interesting character, and I feel like I've... Yeah, they got to bring... I'm sure in some form. I mean, I could... I fiction could, or, or a big finish thing or something. Right. Um, but some of the props... Some of the props were amazing, and the set design and everything was really good. And then other things, like when they captured... When the Sisterhood captured the Doctor in, like, the weakest looking uh, red rope that looked like they'd thrown fishnet stockings yeah. over him. Yeah. And it was so bad that at one point Tom Baker's like, can we just take this off? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, really they, just, they just take it off. Um, so I'm looking at Morbius uh, and his appearances. Uh, this is the first appearance of him at all um, in the brain of Morbius. Then he's in 
a game later, Destiny of the Doctors, Prose, he's in uh, okay. Warmonger, Audio, Vengeance of Morbius, and a comic entitled Party Animals. Oh, it's called Party? Is it? I haven't read it. Maybe it's wonderful. I bet but it's they fantastic. Should... I will Morbius is such a great game. I mean, I, if I ever had an opportunity, I would bring down Morbius. He's such a great character. Yeah, it's yeah, like Morbius and um, who's the guy from the last from Pyramids of Mars? Uh, the Osiren, uh, uh, what's his name? Why can't I, the guy from Sutek? Oh yeah, yeah like yeah. those are two yeah. like uh, amazing. Or even um, there's so many great villains that that we're seeing in uh, in these classic shows. Like you could just, I could, I could see the draw of constantly going back and. and I would love to see Morbius again. I, I like the idea. I mean, but they're they're pretty much sticking to like the villain time lord is the master then that's it yeah man but it's nicer to have the idea like oh there's a whole like these are ultimately powerful beings sure that's going to corrupt a whole bunch of them there should be other villainous time lords right and just the fact that he was so bad that they had a trial for him Mm -hmm. and um like i want to know more like his whole rise and fall would be a great story is that are you saying we're writing a, a comic is yeah, I think that's how that, it works, right? I right. think you just, you just do it, it until they sue you. Um, and or yeah. Buy. Any, yeah, anything else? You have anything else? I think we, I pretty much covered everything that yeah. we talked about. The chant of which I thought it was like, are they saying secret Kyle? Like who's Kyle? Um, secret Kyle, <laughs> secret flame. It's actually sacred fire. sacred fire. But you know, when you think it's some kind of Kyle McLaughlin thing, oh, uh, you know, gosh. he's fire walk with me, Dan. It all works. So many levels. Um, no, I, one, one thing, another thing I had yeah, nitpicking here, do it. um, but the doctor already doesn't trust the physician. And then when Sarah Jane gets ring blasted by the eye and she, and, and she goes blind. She got finger blasted by the ring. <laughs> I said ring I blasted. I know. With the, with the ring. This just turned, man, did a dark turn, Dan. But anyway, he goes to, he goes to the, the bad guy and he's like, could you check her eyes out? Yeah. And he's like, yep, full retinal damage. Yeah, really this, dumb. Th- you have to use the elixir, uh, the elixir of which as a time Lord, he should know all about the elixir and think, like what it yeah, sort of that do. was. Dumb. But that's, I guess it's, I guess it regenerates. It, it could, re- I mean, you know, we, but shouldn't he know back, how yes. to know if she's blind? Because he even says when he first looks at her, everything looks normal to me. It'll probably wear off in a few hours. And what is it? Everything's normal. It'll wear off in a few hours. I don't know right. why they needed to do, well, they just needed to move him back. Yeah. And have Another question of something I missed. Why are the uh, sisters crash or like destroying ships that are flying by? Is that Remember, the, they're the ones that are causing there's some magnetic whatever that causes all I, the ships to crash? Yes, I thought it I, was so Solon. did I. The per, Solon. Solon looking for for Parts. people yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. But at the end or near the end, the doctor agrees to help the sisterhood on one. You know, but you have to stop. He said crashing these ships. It could so like, be that they're they well they're definitely trying to remain secret. They don't want yes, and they're trying to, to they don't want anyone finding them. The, and I get yes. that. And is that is it? Are these ships just landing here and then they're just? It made it sound like they were shooting them out of the sky or, I, or, I, or something. My my guess is that any ship that's too close, they're just going to destroy it to be safe. But right. that seems like a really bad idea because then other ships are going to come looking for those. Yeah, ships. Like, like every time we fly by this one place, yeah. like so they should, crash. Yeah. It made a lot more sense. That Up Solon, until that moment, I was like, oh, yeah, that's how he's, yeah. you know, he's got a beacon or something, and he's drawing people to him. Right. That's uh, – let's let's pretend yeah. that that's what happened. 
Yeah, but you know the Manson family. It's like you can't. You know they're not always playing with the. I mean, usually they're they're spot on, <laughs> but sometimes the yeah. Manson family doesn't make any sense. It's funny. You can't really trust them. You think you could, think you could. and uh, yeah, yeah. They're like get in the car, and you're like, oh, this is gonna be a fun party, and uh, <laughs> then you carving a swastika. Are you sure that we have and... <laughs> an invite to this party? Are we? We're on the list. Sure? I got an invite. Uh, yeah, it's right. pretty cool. So anyway, so we're I think we pretty much yeah. covered this one. This actually ended up being uh, one of our longer reviews. Sorry, folks. And I think that that's because of the again the DVD I thought was great because of this documentary, and and I don't know if all of the BBC DVDs. Of these classic stories, they probably do have. You uh, own a few of them, though, don't you? Or do you not own BBC ones? I know I would buy them on iTunes, so they're BBC, but they're not. The you don't get disc. the ex- you don't get the the extra stuff. I know that they were doing some weird bundling with their DVDs and and putting episodes together as weird compilations that weren't necessarily what I would be looking for. If I'm going to buy stuff on DVD, it's because I want to get it all and have it in the right collection. But I know that there were right. some compilations where it's like, here's a story from this part, and then another story from this part, and. Yeah, there there that. is like a doc, uh, like a fourth Doctor box set that comes with like a Tom Baker figure, and I think it comes with like you're saying like a certain stories, not like yeah. a whole, not like his whole run, which would be a giant. But I mean, box you could do destroy the Earth. I, but at least at this point in the run, they they retained all of the the video. They retained everything that they shot, so they yeah. could actually do it. Unlike you know the first two seasons where they just. Or first couple of seasons. Yeah. What I don't understand, speaking where we're going to talk yeah. about the BBC releasing stuff, like, why don't they come out with, and if they already did, you can send us a comment. Why don't they do, like, a Blu-ray? And it doesn't necessarily have to be HD, but you could fit so, so much, much more data on one Blu-ray. You could have a yeah. one Blu-ray disc, and it's all of Tom Baker's, you know, SD content, you know, whatever. Yeah, I would. Thing up. I think or two, whatever. Everyone that's listening to this should, should write. Yeah, get on that. Write to... The Doctor Who's, yeah, no, I mean they couldn't. It, it was all shot at whatever it was. I mean, less than 480i, so they could fit a ton of this on, even if they just did very little digital correcting right. for it. Like, yeah, I mean, which yeah. they already did. They could just do the DVD versions on a Blu-ray. Yeah, like, right but, on like, Blu-ray. Pretty and, much like you just said. I'm going to restate the yeah, thing. Just you restate said it, but it sounds better with the way you that you said it. it. Yep. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the to quick DVD recap again. Like everything looks good. The sound is great. Um, they did a good job as far as, like, I guess maybe they did some kind of restoration on the thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I mentioned, there was that cool docu- uh, documentary. It's narrated by Paul McGann, so they must have – it's a, probably a, a recent re-release, huh. I'm guessing. Uh, but anyway, so that cool. pretty much covers Brain of Morbius. Yep. Next time on our show, we are doing Mask of Mandrago, right? Mandrago. Magigora or something. It. Yep, and it is on the Hulu. It is on Hulu. I just yeah. double checked to make sure nothing changed. It is absolutely there, as of this moment. As so this please moment. Uh, hit that up. We're going to be doing that. Uh, dude, do you have a calendar? Why don't I ever remember just to have the? I think it's a Christmas episode. Out. It's going to be our Christmas spectacular. It's not falling on Christmas, is it? I, I was planning on doing it for Christmas. Twelve nine. It's the thirtieth, December thirtieth. Yeah. So right before New Year's, you're going to spend it with uh, Dan and I putting on the mask yep. of Mandragora. So, yeah, it'll be on uh, – you can drink some uh, champagne and listen to a Classic Who review. All right. So, again, if you like this show, please tell people. Leave us a review. Share it on uh, – Your social medias. Your social media of your choice. Write us, you an, can... uh, write us a review on iTunes. We'd love that. Or send us, a, send us an email. Yeah. You can send us an email at uh... – 
from the website, the old Doctor Who show at gmail.com. Yeah, and we will answer any question, any question. All of them. Ask me everything. Uh, send us an email. Just put somewhere on there, okay, to broadcast, you know, and we will read it on our next show and yeah. answer your question. Uh, again, you can go to uh, iTunes and subscribe, or you can go to Stitcher and, I guess, subscribe. They have subscriptions on there, right? Sure. I think they tell you when a new episode is up. And you can go on Google Podcast at this point. We are all signed up there. I'm not even sure the thing is live yet. Is that live? I don't think it's live yet, but we will be when Google does their Play podcast store, we will be in there. How many Google things just constantly just launch programs and then close them? It's like that's the Google way. Well, they're going to do interstitial ads throughout our podcast, which will be really nice. Yeah, That's not true. Um, Um, Yeah, hey, if you want to advertise on this show, if you want to advertise on this show, contact us. I'm looking at you, Squarespace. Come on, Squarespace. Get the ad, see? It's like squarespacestamps.com. I mean, where are you? You know, we'll do it. Um, the old Doctor Who show.com is where you can find us and see our schedule of shows. Um, we've got quite a few that we've done already. So if you missed any in your feed and want to go back and check out the couple dozen we've almost we've done so far, that's great. See what we're coming up with later. Um, it's hard. It's hard to believe, Dan. Wow. We are coming up on a year of yeah, doing this. We're almost halfway through the initial January list. Marks a year. We're we're almost halfway through this seemingly uh, <laughs> random list of uh, <laughs> an endless list of shows. It goes so on a that's long. That's coming up time. soon. Um, and that's also, like I said, where you can you can contact us. I think I we passed halfway, didn't we? No. Well, I'm just eyeballing it based on what we have okay. here. It looks like we All have. Right, you're probably right. Just a bit more than some. half to go. So, uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, I am E Grissom. And Dan, you are at Dan J N J. So, feel free to contact us uh, there as well. Yep. And I hope everyone has a uh, pleasant holiday. Sure. Why do you hate Christmas? I just hate it because it's, uh, <laughs> my parents were killed by Christmas. Yeah, that a lot of people don't think it was possible, uh, <laughs> but it is possible. And uh, I'm scarred. Yeah. Well, let's leave it on that note. I don't know. Yeah, not all the jokes are good. <laughs> all right, good night, goodbye. ladies and gentlemen. Good night. I love you. Not you.